I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. Well, I'm bringing it back to you. I stopped my podcast for a while, but now I have to take it seriously. I have a new group of people. If you notice, I have this beautiful studio. Um, I have some young upstarts, Ari and Aubrey, helping me out. Abby, Abby, Jesus, God, am I a piece of shit? I just call him Aubrey. Just a little like bit. Like Aubrey, because I'm into anti-aging, Aubrey de Grey. Okay. So, it's Abby Rogier. So, here's the deal. Guys, my first guest that is not a female, because I did a lot of testers. Okay. Is the original pimp with a limp. He is hilarious. You're. I just want to introduce him, Mr. Pat Renna. Thank you so much. Now, dude, can I just tell you, we don't even really know each other. Ah, uh, no, but we know each other enough. But I, I, I love you, dude. I feel like we've been through war. I know. So what we do know of each other made us so close. Dude, because I feel like um, you and I, we just connected right away Yeah. as soon as I met you. Yeah. And I just feel like you're fucking so smart. You're so hilarious. You have a fucking mind of a fucking... Wow. And you're like, I'm like, this because at that dinner, you got everything going. That I, was quite a dinner, too. It, it was. Holy and I, shit. I, and we'll I got to that. And I didn't, even, I didn't even let him talk. I just brought him in. Yeah. So, I like that, though. Yeah. You just threw me on the spot. I'm going to open my water. I'm sorry. If Dude, go it. I got you coffee. Thanks, this is Phil's, you. which, by the way, I, not many people know this, but I'm going to tell them honest stuff about me. I invested in Phil's, so they should sponsor us at some point. This is the best coffee in the city. Is it? So, dude, I'm just a fucking fan, and I have a lot of questions for you. Dude, let's do it. I'm a fan. So, first of all, I took a picture with you. Yeah. It was on my gram. I know. Thank you. And, dude. Thanks for the followers. Dude, you have the followers. I got, like, the most likes on a picture I've gotten. Ever? Like, like, almost, I think. Wow. Dude, first of all, are you 40 yet? I just turned. Okay, people still think. That's actually a lie. I'm almost 41 now. Okay. I've been saying I just turned for almost a year, so. I'm you, basically 41. Do you feel you still look 12? Uh, yeah, and the reason is I can't grow a beard. I've realized that's why I can't grow shit there. So Is it medical or you just can't? <laughs> no, I don't think okay, so. Okay, you're like... Hey. I think it's just <laughs> neither can my dad, you know? Oh, okay. I hope not. Oh, Jesus. Can I ask you, you are a natural redhead, Ginger. Yeah, yes, okay. yes, yes. I'm sorry, I won't bring that that's up. That's okay. Do people get mad at that? What being asked if you're a natural people? Redhead? People get gingers Offended. are a new group that are yeah. like feel oppressed. We're also That's a dying me. breed. Yes. So, dude, I there's so much I want to ask you, and it's just fascinating. Your story was fascinating. I, if you've told it enough, I was talking to my friend, and she's like, "You're going to be the annoying interviewer that asks all the questions that everyone already knows, and you don't." Because you're getting it. So if I am, just say, dude, that's annoying. No, no. Which story, though? We talked about so much. I'm well, guessing, I'm the, way guessing... you, the way you got to start in your business is crazy. Oh, yeah. The way you fucking got... No one knows this, but Sandlot was your first audition, correct? Yeah, it was... Yeah, basically. First audition! Yeah. To be fair, I auditioned for a TV show right before that, but I also booked that. Okay. So it was. I was two for two. It was crazy. You don't have to brag. Yeah, I am bragging. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So you go in. I'd like you to just kind of tell them what you're telling me at dinner. I mean, basically, you went in. Yeah. And you got this. You were, you're were you from Boston. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't have actors in your family. 
Uh, no, I guess I, I don't have any actors in my family, no. And you wanted to be an actor since you were a kid? Yeah. Just naturally? Yeah, I, I think I did school plays and messed around with stuff like that, but uh, I moved out to L.A. with my mother. She moved from Boston, and Sandlot just kind of presented itself. Uh, that was the last guy cast, and it was a last-minute cast. Uh, they had someone, but they for some, some, some reason it didn't work out, so they... We're switching roles with some of the guys and got rid of one guy. And I went in straight to the director. And I realized I've never done anything. So, you know, going straight to the director is not something. It's it, I didn't go straight to the director for anything great about me. I just, it was, like I said, a last minute, last minute call. And he loved it. And, you know, the scene that he had written for the audition was from it, like, was from the Honeymooners. The You're Killing Me, Alice. And mm-hmm. so I, I did a whole you're killing me Alice uh you're out of here like throwing a guy out the plate with a little of you know honeymooners touch to it and he loved it and he you know said come tomorrow meet all the guys and if you get along with them it's yours basically so we all got along and the rest is history wow yeah it was pretty it is pretty wild how old were you 13 dude can I just I want to stay focused, but I go off in a different place <laughs> when you said that because what he just said for people out there, okay, is he he hit at a much younger age than I did, but and he didn't really have the the backstory of the struggle. I mean, you might have had personal struggles. I have no idea, but yeah, of in Hollywood, but you you know we all have struggles either before, or after, you know, sometimes very rarely you do not hit hiccups in your career. The fact that you just said, "Hey, come back." Meet with the guys, and if you get along, it's yours. Yeah. I can't, I take anyone watching this. How fucking beautiful is that? It is beautiful, and you're right. It doesn't happen, <sighs> it doesn't happen anymore. Fuck, man. I mean, it, those, those days are done. Oh! <laughs> Dude! They are, though. You know? <gasps> they are. It's, uh, oh, it's man. a different Hollywood. I mean, with, it's funny because. <sighs> With all the different platforms that are out there, you'd think it was more. There's more, but there, it's weird. It's weird. I, I don't know. Can I, I know. tell you two stories with yeah, that? Yeah. Please. It, it, what he's saying, what you're saying is it's so, it's just so beautiful. It's so simple. And it's, okay, so think about it. You go in, you go in, it's Kismet, it's Bashir, it's meant to be, it's your talent, it's everything. I don't know. It's all of it, right? It, and it's, and it's, and, it, and it's it, what I call a, a movie that is part of pop culture lexicon, meaning you made a dent. When the aliens come, that will be something they notice. Right. That's what I say, sure. like pop culture lexicon. And like the, the fact that you go in and this happens, it's like what you're saying. It's like when I went in for Enemy of the State, right? Yeah. And I went in and I auditioned, and Tony Scott's like, hey, try like this, hey, try like that. You know I auditioned for that. You did? You motherfucker. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Seth can Green's I, role. Can I swear on no. this? Yes. Yeah. You can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. Whose role? I don't know. Yours, <laughs> Seth Green, who knows? <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So, so I go in, yeah. and it's like Seth and Scott and different people, and I'm like, I don't know if they were all there. I think some were there, and I was, he's like, yeah, he's right like this, right like that, <laughs> And I go in, and he goes, He's like, I'm like, what's the character's name? He's like, well, right now you're a technician, so uh, we'll call it Tech. And uh, I'm like, okay. And then he goes, what's your name again? I go, Jamie. He goes, all right, it's Jamie Tech. And I fucking audition, do it this way, do it this way. And at the end of it, he goes, 
scary. And I and I go, what? And he goes, I hope you like Baltimore. Get out of here. Wow. Get out of here. And I go, I got it. He goes, get out of here. And I just knew. Yeah. Like, I knew. I didn't get, and then the, when I went in for Three Kings, another great movie. Yeah. David O. Russell, he was like, yeah, uh, that role's already cast. Here, read this and do an accent. I go to the toilet. Like, I'm waiting an hour. I, he goes in the toilet. He's reading other people. He comes in. I'm at the urinal. He goes, hits me in the back. You got that accent down? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm working on it. Yeah. Probably stayed four hours. He's like, you know what? That's awesome. He's like, we can work with this. Then I mean, the now greatest ones yeah. making the greatest things are the greatest people. I know. And now you don't even read for directors ever. <sighs> you don't meet them. You don't, it's, it is a different... I mean, I, I remember a couple years back, or maybe a decade at this point, I read for J.J. Abrams for a, a TV show. I, I didn't end up getting it, but come on. How many times do you read for J.J. Abrams? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, and it, it's totally different now. Do you feel that getting – I want to ask you why it's different. Remember that. But do you feel that movies – are easier, and that's why they're, they're better than TV. And I don't want to diss TV. I don't mean that in a way it's bad because there's great TV, obviously. But what I mean is the process of making a movie with an auteur is much better than making a TV by committee. Do you agree with that? Yes. I think also the thing, the thing that I love about films is it's, it's an immediate, like, you, you begin, you film it, and you're done. Mm-hmm. And then you're on to something new. And I think, especially with these TV shows that, you know, it's you don't want to talk trash about them because, hey, if you're lucky enough to get on one that runs for 20 years and make yeah. a fortune and all these great things. But it must get just old and, yeah. you know, get tiresome. And that is the great thing about a movie is you're always playing a different character. The beautiful thing is a movie is you, I love it. Uh, you do it. You put it away. It's done. Yeah. Then you have freedom. Yeah. Then you can see what you want to do next. Yeah, and I feel like, though, the, there are some good things about, you know, the platforms or media today in that these TV shows are eight to ten episodes and they're 30 minutes. And so it's sort of like a little mini movie. Oh, know? no. I love a good – listen, there's great TV shows, obviously, yeah. and, and I love TV. And I lo- But what I'm saying is to anyone listening, because I don't want people to take it the wrong way, is, is that the process of working on a movie – with just the casting director and an, and a director right. with a vision is a lot easier than going in with a TV and 19 nervous Nellies. Absolutely. And it's like, what are we doing? I've had more crazy shit for like eighth season of a TNT, you know, show that comes on at 10 o'clock at night. And then like, and I had more freedom on a big Hollywood blockbuster. Even the audition process when you're going to network, which I don't even know if they do that anymore, but you're there with 20 people in suits in a room and the head of everything is there for a TV show or you're going in and just reading for Tony Scott and it's just him. And yeah. Goes, it's yours. Yeah. It's the difference between 20 people deciding for a week if you're the right person. It's for an actor. Yeah, it's a, it's light years better. I think because these guys trust their casting people. And they have their 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 head their their ear, and they're like, boom! These are the guys I like. Peek at them, yeah. and that's how I think it is. You know, the great casting directors have those. Sure, yeah, that's true. Because the the 
I think it was Sherry. Oh gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. But the casting director who did Sandlot was one of those legendary casting directors. Yeah. So he trusted her, and um, just like you're saying, that was a big part of it. So, why do you think it is? Because I agree with you so much. Why is it that there's never been more outlets, but there's never been more scrutiny? I don't know what it is. I think, I don't know why there's not more. It doesn't feel like there's more opportunity, except that maybe anyone, I guess there's just more talent, if that, you know, if that's what you can call us uh, as a conglomerate, just talent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that, so it, it sort of evens out the fact that there's also more opportunity. There's, there's, exponentially more people trying because anyone with an iPhone can do it now. Uh, it's the same thing in the voiceover world. That That's something I've kind of done, you know, messed with a bit, you know, as an actor. And when I first started, you, you had to have a, an agent and it was a very particular thing. And if they didn't, they called you in and you were competing against 10 people mm-hmm. for this Coke commercial mm-hmm. and then you would get it and voiceover would pay incredible it, it was mm-hmm. unbelievable and for like five minutes of work and you know uh, unreal but back then it, it you were going up against 10 people now again anyone with an iphone and a voice memo can record a an audition and send it in so i think doesn't mean they're gonna listen to them all it doesn't but i think we you know actors now get lost in the shuffle a little bit with how many people are out there and the fact that you could just you can just have a million followers on Instagram and all of a sudden you're you know you're considered I know you're right that is real bankable or you know that is real oh yeah a buddy of mine went in and I I, for, I forget who it was but he said he was the top choice and then, then they said how what's his following it wasn't big sorry on to the next and it, it was you know a legit project a le- uh, I mean yes a legit project yeah but they were really banking on a following. Oh my! I think that's such bullshit. Yeah, of like course, people are going to just turn in because if someone has two million followers, doesn't mean they're going to turn it's in. It's bullshit, but it's also it's exactly real shit. True, <laughs> like it works. No, I mean, I look at it, if 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 it actually means the dollars, then you should do that. But I just don't know if it translates. But that's my opinion. Sure, maybe not. I, yeah, I don't know either. I, I, I'm. I'm, the jury's still out on all advertising. I don't understand it personally, how it all works, but apparently it does. So you go and you have this. What, what, oh, God, I just lost my question. It was, it was Like, do you feel the name? Because it used to be like this. No one knew who you were. Like, I'm just speaking for me. And, I'm sure. Sure, and then and you get this opportunity and you, and you break. And then people want you because they do know who you are. Do you feel having a name now, because we're talking about this, helps you? Or hurt you? Some, I think that it's both yeah. for me. I mm-hmm. think it helps me because it opens doors. So no matter what, people feel like they know me and I, I get a leg up because of that. I think it hurts because they also feel like they know you. Yes. So then you're, you're pigeonholed or you're, you know, well, they're this, they're that. Honestly, though, I would rather Be have name. what we have. Yes. I, I, I'm... Honored by it, and you know, I appreciate it because uh, I think it does more good than hurts. Always, know? what I'm saying is, I feel that there's sometimes almost. I feel. Tell me if you feel this. That sometimes having a name, and which I love it, and I'm very honored as well. Sometimes they just 
I feel like the town wants almost more unknowns at times. Sure. And in that scenario, I, if they're looking for that, yes. And, you know, there's also I was watching Star Wars. I watched the, the latest one. And uh, one of the guys that was in The Hobbit was in it. Um, uh, Dom, Dominique. Oh, Dominic Monaghan. Dom, Dominic yeah. Monaghan. I'm a huge fan. I've seen him around L.A. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and he worked with J.J. Abrams on Lost. So I think J.J. Abrams put, you know, and he he has he, he has such a, a interesting look and deal that it, it was kind of cool. But I thought to myself, you know, imagine me in that role. I think it, it it would pull people out, you know, and and it almost pulled me out having him in that role. It didn't because he's not, you know, there's something, I don't know, something great about him and, and it worked well. But I think also you'll lose stuff. My point is you'll lose things because people think it's they don't want to pull you out. Or, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't necessarily do, I, I couldn't do a role on... I don't know, Game of Thrones. You you know, like You could. We bearded you up. Sure. But yes, I know what you're saying. You know, like yes. so there's there's those negatives, but then there's the real positives, which are I would get things that other people wouldn't or, you know, be able to to do that. I also think I'm a character actor, so already there's a built in uh something there where you're not gonna you're not gonna do there's certain roles you're just not gonna do. You're just an actor. To me, yeah, but I would. I prefer all actors should be character actors. Sure, but some aren't. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think some don't get the luxury, and probably, like I was saying on those, uh, you know, the sort of, I don't know, the the cop shows or the you know the medical dramas or those sort of things. I think people probably just get stuck there, and as that handsome yes. leading guy and the soap opera type thing, and they probably wish they could break out of that. So. Mm-hmm. There's always the good and the bad with everything. So when you do the Sandlot, yeah, it blows up or it blows up after. Yeah, Sandlot was a little different. It 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 had a mini blow up when it came out. People loved it. It was cool. It was a success, but it wasn't a smash success. And over the years, it just kind of progressively got bigger and bigger. And then the 20th anniversary hit, and then it kind of started getting really crazy. And then the 25th anniversary hit, and now it's just nuts. Like, it's, it's, I get more recognized from it now than I did when I was 15 or 16, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's also a strange one because it's just different. Like, Scream was a, the biggest success for that type of movie of all time when it came out. So that's a different world, you know? Well, no, Scream was the most successful horror movie. No, I think Scream was, was the the biggest for that horror comedy at the time. At the time, yeah, yeah, like and still, but so I didn't. You the experiences you had from Scream were different than the experiences I had from Sandlot. Also, I was younger, but because it wasn't this huge hit when it came out in '93, you had a slow burn. Slow, yeah, and it's been constant. You know. Yeah, I remember because when that movie came out, I didn't really get to see it then because I was like struggling to be an actor. But I remember, I remember just seeing it and like thinking, I think maybe it would have been like one of my first scripts I possibly might have got decided to, but I don't think I would have been right. I just think I was too old. But yeah, I just, I, mean, yeah. I remember that movie 
that, 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 that time of kind of it being cast, I think. Yeah. It was 93. 92, we filmed it. Yeah, and it came mm-hmm. out in 93. So you do that, and your life changes. Yeah. And then you... But you've done... You did another... I didn't look at all of it, but there was another movie you did in like 99, which was a big movie. Um, I, There was one... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been working since. I've You've done independence. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on X Files, and yes, that, that episode that. was kind of popular. And then I did a some of the independents I did were you know decent successes for the independent world and non studio, and you know just stayed busy on different TV shows. I just did Glow. Yeah, no, you've two. done that, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't think nothing has been like Sandlot. Nothing has. Me- like you said, it's that one of those things that if aliens come Fuck and yes. say, what is your sort of nostalgic movie about baseball, perhaps? They go, there, you know? So when your life changed, It's you started making more money. Yeah. But you were already making money in commercials and stuff, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have the perfect look. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't think that my life changed, though, that that's sort of what I, the point I was making with Scream. My life didn't change the way Macaulay Culkin's life yeah, changed. No. I I wasn't in I wasn't the only kid in the you know biggest John Hughes movie ever or whatever. Yeah, or, you know the yeah. thing that so that that was a different beast. He just like went to superstardom. Again, mine's been a slow burn, and you know. It's it's just a different type of thing. It's it's interesting. It's different. So I, I didn't. I you know I never had the good and the bad of those experiences that I'm sure Macaulay Culkin had. I'm going to ask you some things, and anything you feel uncomfortable with, you have to say shut up. Yes, you got it. <laughs> so because you were a kid actor. Yeah. Shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was a kid actor. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if I want to go there. Go there. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll answer honestly. I don't think I have because like there's so much happening in Hollywood in the last two years with Me Too and everything. I (laughs) okay, go. But it's like there's creeps. Sure. Did I ever run into creeps? You definitely ran into creeps. You definitely ran into creeps. Sure. Your beautiful little cheeks. (laughs) People were squeezing them over there. That's right. On Barham. What's that? What's that? What the? What's the damn uh, apartment complex? Oh, the Oakwood. <laughs> the Oakwood. <laughs> you know oh, we yeah, were, I loved those Oakwood. acting workshops. Oh, my God. I used to party at the Oakwood all the time. <laughs> Dude, that's mandatory yeah, absolutely. for the under-18 set. Yeah. Um, and there's always that one creepy manager. So 30, 35-year-old manager. Yeah, yeah, it was like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. There's an acting workshop and a hot tub. Yeah. This is also comedy. But, like, I mean, you're so... We're not even going to get into it yet, but you're such a, I don't even know you, but yeah. I just, I just love your energy. You're Thanks, smart man. and you're so cool and you get it right away. It's like, I can say things to you. We did you really hit it off. Yes. We were in Pittsburgh. Yes. And it was cold. And so we could tell, so I know that the, like you're, you came out unscathed. It looks like. I, I mean, think, yeah. You don't have to tell me anything, but. No, I, I, you know, good friends, good parents. And I think not, uh. Not the same experience. As it, blowing it, up right away. It, because of yes. that. But, dude, everyone knows you. 
You put your fucking face in a napkin, they know you. It's the same like Ed. It's true, but I also, know you was Renna. Yeah, but also it 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 was delayed. So I don't know, but I I also feel like even saying that does take credit away from family and friends because I think that is a big part of it. I grew up with two guys and they were my closest buds growing up and I even thought about them recently and there's very few people in my life that I can say something to mm-hmm. and know that they'll keep it to themselves. Yeah. And those two were people like that. And I and they're still in my life now. Uh, Non-actors. No, Kyle is an actor. Okay. Yeah. Um and then another bud of mine Brahmin. Uh, he's, he's, he's a director and he's done some acting, but they were always in the scene, but because us three had each other, I think, you know, we stayed away from heavy drugs, Yeah, which is important. We drank, but yeah. we, you know, listen, I was a, you know, I pardoned Hollywood, but I never. I the wa- scene though, you were out in the scene and when I'm, people don't know what the scene is to yeah. tell them a little bit what the scene is. <laughs> Cause I never really saw you in the scene, but I'd heard about you at the scene, but you're younger than me. Yeah. I, yeah. We Talking really, about going to the clubs. Dublin's baby. Monday Y'all. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when the comedy. Oh, that was the best. But you were underage or just old enough? I'm sure I was underage. <laughs> yeah. Dublin. I'm sure. Dude, do you remember when it was Carlos and Charlie's or no? No. Okay. So Dublin's Monday night. I remember Justin Timberlake's 21st birthday That's right, party. Justin Timberlake and Britney. Yeah, that was the killer party. Yeah. So you, Dublin's, you were ruling it when you were 18, yeah. 19. I like to think I was ruling it. You probably were actually ruling it, but, you know. I was doing comedy. But, <laughs> I was, but you were also driving a Porsche or something? No, I didn't drive a Porsche. I, I always drove SUVs. SUVs. Yeah. But my buddy Kyle had, like, one of those Mustang Cobras. So maybe you saw us, like, driving around town in those things. You would go in. Yeah. What's up? Pat's here. Yeah. Do some, what was your drink? Oh, God. We did kamikazes. Okay, nothing wrong with we that. We just did kamikaze shots. And then, then as Red Bull was invented, we just <sighs> vodka Red Bull. And then you were like, yo, yo, let's go. What's up? To, are What's you up? about to ladies? What's up? No, I wasn't the lady killer. But you... I was... I, I think I heard you pulled. I... You pulled. I, I loved to smooch. I, you were a smooch. I oh, a you smoocher. were a big... You were a kissing bandit. I was the kissing bandit. Yeah. And I was be careful. Scared. You want to edit this out? <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> I was scared of disease. Mm-hmm. I was petrified. And I was scared of... You know, fathering a child until I was ready. There's something so, called a condom pack. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I just, I was a, a bit of, I was a bit, I, I don't know. I was reserved in that area. But I thought, I heard you were a little bit of a partier. Yeah, I was, I was, we had fun. Yeah. But I think we never went too far. Yeah. You know, we, lucky, luckily enough, we were partiers with heads on our shoulders, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we did. We didn't go too far, so and again, we didn't get into heavy drugs, so we it never. Whatever. I never got into drugs either. Yeah, I've I've never. People don't believe this, but I've never tried cocaine. That and those are the kind of things I feel like that get you in real trouble. Yeah, I never did it. Yeah, people think I did. I never. Did. The only I've drank, smoked some weed sometimes. Not even a big weed head. Yeah, and uh, I did mushrooms a couple times. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I. Uh, I think I did acid once. I think it did. Yes, I did do that once. That's it. That's my drug. Not story. bad. Not, Not bad. bad, right? No. Like, but I think that's why. And you have a good head on your shoulders. You yeah. made it out, and so I think, I think it's a good point. Like, I, I don't know. You just. Well, I was twenty-five though when I hit. 
I was 25. So that's a that's little That's also old. a rough age to hit the scene. Because like, like you said, I, I was underage. I was 16, 17, 18. I also was a late bloomer. Start partying around 1920. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't. I, I, Why is 25 a rough age? I just feel like you're old enough to do to want to experience everything Mm -hmm. when i was 17 like i said i was a little scared of everything Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um i I, it just that i guess it's kind of how i've met kid actors by the time they're 17 they're like over it oh yeah or kid (laughs) they've already partied that's what i mean that yes yes that and they've just like had their way with all their set teachers and you know like jesus I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you're right. Like, they're very advanced for yeah. being 17. Yeah. I was not that guy. I was not, like, light years ahead of my late teens. I was a 17-year-old kid. Well, because I just see kid actors and how some of them get messed up. And I don't think their stories are told. And, A, you're a beautiful example of somebody that has come through the other side. But, B, it's also it's like people really don't know. The shit that goes on. Sure. And it's fucking fucked up, man. And yeah. I'm not saying I do, but you hear, you know what I mean? And it's like fucking, you know, Lindsay Lohan's amazing. And I think that she's, you know, I'd like to see her get her ship right. Yeah. You know? Sure. And they, and it, uh, you, you don't have enough compassion for the position that they're in. People have no fucking idea. You're a kid actor. You, right. st- you stop me when I lie. I'm not saying it's you. People, all of a sudden, you're this little fucking pot of gasoline, and everyone's hooking their fuel line up to you, and they're sucking you dry. And even if your parents aren't together, and they're fighting over your stuff, and then you've got a little kid that you feel better about, like your younger sister, you want to protect her, and then there's so many leeches. People don't get it. Yeah. And it's fucked up. But that's why I also was saying, I think, I need, you know, in thinking about it, even you asking me these questions, I'm thinking about it, going... I think part of the reason is I had, you know, my mom really did a great job. My dad did a great job. They were divorced, but they they didn't fight. Yeah. You know, they kept their they're still friends to this day. It's important. And I had the same friends growing up and we stayed together because when you start bouncing around with friendships, then you can't trust anyone. And then exactly what you're saying really kicks in. And I'm sure it's what's happened with Lindsay Lohan. Like she's had people surrounding her that are not trustworthy put her in a bad light, and then she's fucked. Has Hollywood ever, because you seem like you you still got these two friends. I, I feel like Hollywood has made me so much more. <sighs> My world shrunk. Did it? Yeah, because it expanded, and then you really see who's there for you. Right. And I've, I'm lucky, and I've had ups and I've had downs and I've had ups and I've had downs and I feel like I'm only going to be on my third up. Yeah. And you really see who's there for you and it's like my world is fucking tiny. Yeah. Like I know everybody. It is tiny. But I was like, just talking to my wife about this. You know, besides those two friends, I have another buddy. I, I, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I have some good friends out there, but another actor friend of mine, Tommy, he's been there pretty much since the beginning. And then, you know, it's a small circle of of people but honestly even you you go even smaller and it's just my wife that's yeah it. that's it i know dude and i've known her since almost before any acting 
and we were just friends growing up and then it just clicked one day. And so I think that also is a huge part of it. Um, being married, I've been together, we've been together almost 15 years now. So a lot of my twenties, I was with one woman and, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was, I think that's helped too, but you're right. That circle, it's, it's, it's teeny. It gets, yeah, it's just. Has to be though. It should be. I think. Yeah. Because the more people just want, they don't understand, they don't understand your life. Yeah. You know, I understand your life. It's like more of us should stick together because people really don't understand it. And it's like, how can I say this in a way? It's like Hollywood used to be this beautiful club. Yeah. And it was this that we all wanted to be in. I know I wanted to be in it. And it was like this thing. And once you get in it, it's insulated. Now, there's a lot of great things in the club. And there's a lot of bad things in the club. Right. But people protected each other. Now, I'm not saying certain things in the club should not be exposed. Obviously, there's a lot of bad things in there being exposed, and it's great. But there's also a lot of, like, people that get on and try to exploit people and take them down for no reason, like bad mishaps on set and different things. And it's like, yo, man, that was just a creative process. Sure. And so that's what I feel like in Hollywood. There's a new thing now where people – you agree or disagree that they want to like expose you and you're like, yo, I'm just trying to create here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know that it's a new thing. I think, really, I mean, I feel like, I, I feel like it's been around a long time. People that, and what I'm saying is before it is fights on set and stuff. Like, yeah. Fights on set are very common. Absolutely. People are constantly fighting. It is a fucking playground and you're trying to make this thing that makes a mark. For the aliens. Yeah, so there's a lot of stress. Tons of stress. Multi-million dollars at stake. Multi-million, and you work 16, 17 hours a day, and, you know, it's exhausting. So so think about this. You come out to Hollywood. You have nothing. There's no backup plan. You fight, you fight, you fight, you fight. You get through. You, 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 a multi-million dollar business is on your ass. All these people are on your ass. You're a fucking name. All of these things. And it's like there's going to be fucking tension. And people then, like, will say whatever, you're difficult or you're this or that. What I'm saying is, and it's like, yo, you're not. It's just it's in the creative process. Now, there is difficult people. But I just feel like sometimes people's stories aren't told. And I feel like it's a different thing now where people want to be a video camera. Well, that's what I was going to say. arguing with the director. I feel like it's always been. It's just now things are very accessible. Yes. So if something negative happens someone is right there and they can they can snag it and then it's for everyone yes whereas you know uh, and you know we had some great conversations in pittsburgh and i feel like uh you know one of the i don't like i feel like a big problem with today is i have never met anyone i truly have never met a person that when you speak to each other one-on-one you don't come to some sort of uh, agreement on something or, you know, something that's not blown out of proportion or, or you can, you know, people I find without the media and without, you know, things being so exaggerated are generally good people. And when you talk to them personally, I've, I've just never found to disagree so wholeheartedly with someone you know but then in this society 
Meaning you, you're saying you see their side when you talk yeah, to them. Yeah, I can see their side. Yes. No matter which side of it I'm on, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, ultra left and ultra right or, you know, when you have a, a logical conversation with someone, you go, OK, I can see why you're saying that. Maybe you're not this crazy person. Yeah. However, in this day and age, everything is so it, it's under a spotlight and it just blow, just like Lindsay Lohan, like your example there, like it, it it makes it worse when it's when everyone can look at it and laugh at it, and then then the real cruelness comes out of people when there's no accountability. Yeah, when you're one on one, you're accountable. Yeah, because he'll pop you in the face, maybe. Yeah, you know, don't you know, be respectful, and you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like. Isaiah Thomas, the basketball player. I just saw that. Yeah, he went into the stands. I just and he, saw that. And the guy's flipping him off, going, yeah. fuck you. And he goes, what's your problem? And he goes, I just wanted a Slurpee. And you made the basket, you made the free throw, and now I don't get a Slurpee. Is that what happened? Yeah, but Isaiah Thomas is like, dude, I'm a man. Before any of this, I'm a father. I have kids. Respect me. Like, And it's a good point. You know, he got kicked out of the game because you can't go in the stands, so fine. But it's a fair point. Like, yo, dude. If he, if he was on the basketball court one on one with that guy, he never would flip him off for missing a field go- uh, free throw. But None of these people would say that shit. No, but and so half the shit that's said, ninety percent of the shit that's said now is only said because you're not accountable. No one, no one would dare say the things they would say in any comment feed to my face or your face or you know to mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan's face. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that's part of the big problem is and it's why i don't engage in any of it with on big stages or you know ever because i i only want to talk to people one-on-one i'm only interested in a real conversation and i don't really hold things against people or i try not to because i don't believe in that you know your your picture though was so much love on my instagram yes like you got yeah, only love yeah so I think you have people love you. Yeah, no, and I, I don't. I don't mean. I'm not no, saying all this because I'm. I'm. You know, I yes. have such a thin skin and get so many. I do. I have thin skin moments. Of course, well, I, I think do. everyone does. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying it more generally, and I don't know. You know, but that's great that people loved it. So let me ask you about the con. Yeah, the con world. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in Pittsburgh. That's where we met. Yeah. At the Pittsburgh uh, Steel City Con, mm-hmm. which was good. Um, I had what I call a lot of drive-bys. Yeah. A lot of looky-loos. Yeah. So if people don't understand what the con world is. It's that where Pat and myself and other people of all walks of life will go and sit in a booth and people come and pay for an autograph. Now it may sound like a little hookerish. <laughs> okay, but oh, you get paid? What the fuck? What? But so like I started this like five years ago yeah, and it was right on the end of Boulevard of Broken Dreams where cons used to be like the dirty secret and it was like, you know, if you had like two lines and I spit on your grave three and you could go there or whatever and make a couple hundred bucks. But then when I saw the, you know, Norman Reedus totally changed the game and and then the Avengers now go. Yeah. So it's it's totally legit and it's a well-run world. My favorite part of it though is that you're there for that, and the the people that love the movie are there for it as well. So it's a it's a a really organized way to meet people who love the movie. Yeah, no, for sure. And not maybe waking up at six a.m. haven't had coffee, and you know what I mean. Like, 
and then you bump into someone. No. Oh. If, <laughs> you You're saying, saying the fan encounter that can go bad? Well, just <laughs> on, only because then you can look bad. Well, wait, so explain that to the people that don't know what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is So that, you're at Dunkin's at 6 a.m. Yeah. Or you maybe, roll out. Your baby was burping all night. Yes. Your wife told you to get coffee. So you go to Studio City. You roll in the Dunkin' and some dude goes, Hey, man. Yeah. You're the dude from the sandlot. And, then, and maybe, then what happens? Well- I always try. You try. I, I do. But you give it that good college try. Sometimes it just doesn't come out. You're a human being. That's right. Okay, so I, the, it's just the, give me an example of a bad one, please. <laughs> come on, Pat. Oh God, I you're don't being know. patty positive. I think I was changing my son's shit diaper in Not, the back of my trunk once, and some shit diaper and open. Yeah, like changing, and the dude came up and wanted a photo, and I did it, but I. Oh my god! I I mean, we didn't do a photo of my. No, but right there, I kind of leaned over and yeah. Can I tell you? Wait. So that's did he take any? Hold on, did he take any moment to realize you were changing his shit diaper? No, but I don't fault them for that. Like you're, I don't. They're excited. Look, you have to understand though. I when you see someone. Like when I saw you and Nev, because you were with Nev Campbell, I call her Nev now. We're best buds. You guys are buddies. I fanned out myself so there are certain things that maybe i wouldn't notice so i don't mean it don't take this the wrong don't take me uh, at the wrong don't take this the wrong way i'm going to i don't mean it because i'm saying i am annoyed by people i mean it because i'm putting my best self for you to see and that's what i want people to see i don't you know I know I mean? you do, yeah. but there's good. But I want you my have breath to, to be good. I want to have. I want it to be an enjoyable experience no, for but, you to meet me. But uh, let's just talk real. Yeah. On when you're changing your diaper. Yeah. And there's a big load of shit in there. Yeah. It's an, yeah. And the person comes up and goes, "Can I get a picture?" Don't you think it's? I understand. You're right. I forget who I am. Whatever I am, I'm me. But I'm also a thing. You're a thing. Yes, I was, it's frustrating. If I saw a panda in the street, and he was like changing a diaper. I'm not. I would not see the. I wouldn't. The panda would be surprising, but I would give the panda a moment if panda could change diapers. Sure. Do you agree enough. with that? I do agree. However, <laughs> I think number one, you see when you go to these comic cons that in other cities besides L.A., it is more exciting than it is in L.A. Oh, for sure. So that you have to realize it's something that people haven't seen. So the excitement is higher. I'm not talking about the cons. I'm saying you and them on the street changing your diaper. I would think a human would go, oh, my God, I hate yes. to bother you. When you're done, may I take a picture? That's how I would do it. Yes, unless they're so excited that they forget that. One time I was – I was a long story. I had a girlfriend, and she was an actress, and she was known. And my mother fell down in Buco de Beppo. It's a crazy story. I'll tell it sometime. And then Gilles <laughs> Marnie, who's a great guy from Sex and the City. Okay. He's the French guy who showed his cock. A very nice hug. Okay, good. So good it, was, it was me, my girlfriend who was famous at the time. And Gilles came over and was like, oh, my God, your mother. And I'm like, Gilles, what's up? He's like, your mother. And she had fallen in Buco de Beppo. Yeah. Long story short. Which one? Universal? Yes. Okay. You know that one. Yeah, of course. And long story short is we were getting her up and everything. And, like, literally fans were freaked out, like, kind of helping, but also, like, can I get a picture? Like, And my mom's like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was like, do you not have – so. I agree. We are a weird thing. You're a weird thing. But there's also moments like I've also not been a thing. Well, yes. And I think because you're basically like shit diaper throw up. I have to take the picture. And I do it. I know. So that's why I'm saying. But I, you don't. But you, it's OK to think that's weird. Yeah. But I I don't know. You know, the people that I get the most excited about are sports stars. Yes. So there is 
And if it, if I didn't have experience on this side, possibly I would maybe make a fool out of myself with them. You it's know? not even making a fool. It's just like they are sure, just take a not. moment and just read the situation and go, hi. It's like the waiter that comes over when you're with your girlfriend. You're like, what the fuck? And you're arguing. And they're like, so the specials are. And it's like, yo, dude, I'm in the middle of a yeah. divorce here. Yes, that that yeah. I I'll just wish people guy. sometimes would read the situation. But you're yes. saying, listen, none of us want to put our best our bad foot forward. Sure, but, but there are moments. The, even forget the poop story and just go to a regular one walking yes. down the street. Yes, but you're. Yeah, I always give the picture. Of course, but my whole point is, let's say you just got off the phone and it's an annoying phone call, and then you you know you want to give the best of yourself. So that's what I love about. The convention. The convention is because you're there professionally. Yeah, my phone's yes. off. I'm there professionally. Yes. This is what I'm doing. You're uh, you as a fan of the movie. You're there professionally. So we're here to do this, and it just makes it a better experience. I enjoy it a lot. So that's your favorite part of the con. Yeah. What's your least favorite part? Um, I don't know. Maybe the travel. I, I I do love traveling, but maybe the travel. Here's what I like. So it's great because you get to see people that you love, you grew up with. You're, yeah. Like I, I didn't see Denise, but she was there. I got to see Carmen, who I haven't yeah. seen forever. You know, I'm I'm hanging with Nevmore because we're going doing these things. Yeah. Matthew. That dinner was pretty amazing. Do you want to tell the people what happened? I mean, we had a uh, we had a dinner. Yeah, we had a dinner. It was a legendary. dinner. It was a legendary dinner. Yes. It was. Jamie and myself, and we had the amazing Tony Danza there. Yes. We had Nev Campbell. Yes. Eddie Furlong. Yes. Rachel True. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on. James DeBello. Yeah. So I, and I come out of the hotel, and James DeBello, who I've known for a long time. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. Great actor. Yeah. I was supposed to walk over with me, and he was on the phone with his mother. Yeah. Who's a legend. Who's a legend. And he waved me off and said, Get the heck out of here. Yes. So I went, Oh, fine, Jimmy. And out of the elevator comes Tony Danza and goes, Hey, are you going over to the dinner? And I said, I am. He said, You want to walk with me? And I said, Absolutely. <laughs> so I got to walk across the street with Tony Danza and we just we shot the shit, you know? And I see when I roll up and you've got a fucking dirty martini. Well on the way <laughs> and Tony's like, Hey, play, how you doing? You're like fucking sipping a martini Tony. with Danza. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because he said my favorite drink, those I drink only red wine. Mm-hmm. And if I want to start the night off with something a little wild, I'll, a little do, a, I'll do a d- dirty martini. Yeah. So on the way over, he goes, hey, my favorite drink is a dirty martini. You? Yeah. And I said, no way. So And he said, one's not enough, two's too many. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we both had one. Yeah. And then he leans over mid-dinner and goes, remember, one's not enough, two's too many. How about we split the next one? Wow. So I split a martini with Tony Danza. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Now, you ever met him before? No. I never met him either. That's my other favorite part of those things is getting oh. to, I mean, getting to meet. Truly, truly one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. Oh, my God. Yes. And he's 70 years old and yes. more, more fit than any of and us. And he's ripped. Yeah. And can ripped. squeeze your head like a fucking turnip. Oh, my God. He's in so strong. And the sweetest guy. Sweetest. And he's just, I've never, he just hugs and laughs yeah. all day. Full of energy. So we go to this dinner. Yeah. So the con, have you been doing the cons for a while? No, only since the 25th anniversary of the movie. So um, like a year and a half. Oh, so you have, you're new to these uh, things. Yeah. I didn't even know about them. I think also You're going to be doing them a lot. Yeah, I think I heard about them before and had the same thing, you know, oh, I don't know. Uh but then when, you know, certain people started doing them and the, like you said the legitimacy and it's kind of a cool experience, you know? It is great, but I've been doing them longer. I'm going to tell you some things. Okay. 
Hit me with it. You got what I call some window shoppers. Right. Okay. You get some. Again, <laughs> don't judge me. Okay. It's not that. Okay. Some people need the money. Some people don't need the money. I don't know everyone's in situation. Like, listen, everybody can always use an extra. You know, if you saw six grand in the street, would you walk over it? I'd pick it up. Exactly. Yeah. I think Jeff Bezos would too, right? Sure. So. He definitely would. He'd pick up a quarter. Well, he has 150 billion. Yeah, but, but he, you know that's why he is. Those guys pick up pennies. Let okay. me tell you. So, so listen, if people give you this offer, and I'm very happy that they do, you take it, right? So, it's a beautiful little side hustle. And and again, Pat is being the angel here. I'm being a little darker, <laughs> but you know I've been doing this a while and I'm without people there would be no me that's 100% true that is 100% so I do appreciate that but sometimes I wish people would see that I have moments where I'm not you know a thing so for instance um oh god I lost my thing so so you that con was really well run yeah so there's certain cons like one that it's Nev or Nev and Matt, or you know Nev, Matt and David. There was one kind. It was Nev, Matt, David, and then me. And the line was so beautiful. It was like, and they trickled down because they wanted all of us. You know, we got to get Skeet. Skeet, where are you? He's too busy on Riverdale. Yeah. And that was the first con in about three cons where I wasn't getting the Nev effect, right? And I don't know. And I think it was like Pittsburgh, and people knew who they wanted to come and visit. But what I want to say is, before you say all this, Carrie Fisher, you got to watch her HBO show, documentary about her life before she passed, and it's she has a whole thing about convention about how what it is, what it is, but you can't oh. say no to it. And that's, did she do them? She did them. Yeah, she did. Them. Mark Hamill doesn't do them, or does he? He doesn't. I mean, he just is what cons are made for. Like he would just crush at them. I think. I think that'd be the first million dollar payday. Yeah, my right. Be. Like that's the thing. That's Luke should, Skywalker. Some people should know too that these guys, some of these guys, make a fortune. Doing oh like, fuck yeah! Holy moly! Fuck yeah! I mean, big money. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's like, look, there's people that don't even. I mean, Tony Danz. I'm not gonna put his money out there, but he has a lot of money. He doesn't need to do him. He yeah. does them because he's promoting his book, I think, and he just loves it. You and know? He likes meeting people. Yeah, I do them because it's a beautiful opportunity, and and if I have the time and if I'm in my stand up schedule, I do them. You might do them because it's a new opportunity. I don't yeah. know. Everyone has different reasons. I'm very fortunate to be able to do them, but like people like Wallace Shawn. Father of the Bride, that line was crazy. Oh, my God. Carrie Elways, yeah. that line was crazy. Um, you know, Neb's line mm-hmm. was pretty crazy. Some of the wrestlers, their line was pretty crazy. Uh-huh. My line was steady, yeah, but it wasn't crazy. But, like, it was a harder con for me because, like, there's two types. There's the type where my line's always there. And then there's one I did in New Orleans called Wizard World, and they made the thing like this. So they put all of those, what are you, like, the TSA ropes? Right. So long... So if people, it was great because if people came up, it was such a long walk to get to me that if you came, you wanted to buy. <laughs> but this one, there was no ropes. Right. So I got a lot of people going, just want to say hi. <laughs> How are you? Just want to say hi. So then after a while, I put a sign up. I said, highs are free. Small talk is 20. Oh, God. As a joke. Yeah. But people get all butthurt. But I have what I call yeah, window shop. I feel shop. like you can get away with a lot. I hope so. I really want to come see some of your comedy, by C- the way. Come do my it. My wife used to date Bobby Lee. No. Yeah, so she, oh, my God. This is fucking <laughs> opened up. Yeah, yeah. 
Bobby's in a relationship now. I think he's he's kind of married. Is he? Yeah. So you know, you Very nice guy. That. I've met him. No, I'm not. I I don't. Okay. I've been with my wife for 15 years. Like I said, you don't, don't have to get, fist fight. We don't get. Okay. You know, I will. Okay. I, he's like literally the only guy I could probably take. Too. Wow, it'd be a good fight. Yeah, it'd be a good fight. He's, so yeah, he's actually got. He's a little stocky. He probably could take me. Wait. So this your wife dated? Wow, that's crazy. But so she. My Small point. World. I know. And I got. I met him a few times, and he's a sweetheart. And. Uh, but we've, she loves going to the comedy world too. So does she come out? Yeah, she will. If, if, I, I want to do Has it. she ever seen me? No. Okay. Well, and I told her I'm going to do this and I want to, I want to come see some of your comedy whenever you want. Cause I love it. What were you saying? We were talking about the conventions, the looky lose. Yeah. You were saying that. Oh, so people come up to me and they, um, did you, like, there's like the family of like the meth heads. Did you see the meth heads? No. There's a lot of, there's like all types of convention <laughs> types. I can help you out with this. Okay. There's like the organized collector. Right. Who's like knows exactly what he wants. Yes. 15 on the poster. There's the nerdy couples. There's the random stragglers. And then there's like the family. You don't, you probably don't get as many families as I do. Well, I had some families, but there was a, there was like the, there's like this family like this. There was a family there and the girl had like green hair and she had the grandmom and she brought the three kids <laughs> and she was like, I don't have any money. I just want to say hi. But she had like three kids and she was doing that. I saw her go over. She did that to Robert Patrick. Yeah. She got uh, Chris, who was the original Scream Face. She got a high out of Nev, a high out of, uh, Carmen and she didn't spend a penny and she kept using the kids well I got my kids and it was like but she'll it's okay to say hi say what's up how are we shaking hand but then it was like this so tell me like <laughs> your first time it's like lady I don't have time for a meet and greet oh. but that was that family I don't know if you saw them I they guess. pay the entry fee not Sandlot fans apparently well no they pay the entry fee then they lick the back of the hand they oh. stick the stick Sm- so it's like 25 for six people, okay. and then they go around, and they don't have the money to pay the picture, but they wait till the line's down. Yeah. Those are what we call drive-bys. All right. Good to know. You're going to give me all the inside, so, the inside scoop on the whole thing. But listen, it's a beautiful world. It's, it's, it's amazing. I stopped doing them for like two years because I did feel like I felt weird. They felt weird. And it's like, you know, you want to – there are t- – I, I was pretty good. That weekend, I had one little argument with somebody, but I do feel that you sometimes you do feel like a piece of meat, and it's like if you're sitting there, it's like it's like ooh. Hey, that beats cameo, right? Oh God, <laughs> do you do that? No. Let me explain cameo to you, and I like the guy who does cameo. This isn't a diss to you. This is why I stopped doing. Hey, as far as the guy who created cameo, they're fucking geniuses. Great guy. Well, I know it's a simple concept, but it's kind of they've had different versions of that, but. I think it's blowing up. And listen, yeah. I love the guy who did Cameo. He's a great guy. He came to me and he asked me to be on it. He said, you're going to have a lot of fans. Here's the thing. It's like I stopped doing it and here's why. Did you do it? I did it. I did it for like four Cameos. And it was cool when people appreciate you. Yeah. But it's just like, yo, man, don't get me on a bad day. Don't yeah. like test my self-worth. It's like basically, look, it, and it's funny. You know who told me about it? Porn star. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Because who starts everything on the internet? Porn stars. They're the innovators, right? And then it... Fair point. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then... So, here's the thing. The cameo, this guy did one. This is when I stopped it. Again, I don't need money. I mean, listen, I can all use money, but I'm not destitute. You know, I'm not going to... 
die if I don't do the cameos. But it's like, you know, make it's like, okay, maybe expand the audience, right? But they said you could make it a day. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it's not. You could make what? What they said you could make in a day. But I'm like, mm, I don't know oh, if I'm oh. going to make that. So the uh, reason I stopped is a guy did a cameo and he put like 14 of us in the cameo saying like something. And he was basically then did a YouTube video and said, it cost me X amount of money to get these celebrities to wish me a happy birthday. What a cheap bunch of bums. Oh, nice. And he just shit all over us. Yeah. And I was like, bye cameo. Yeah. I was like, yo, dude, I don't need to hate. Like, yeah, that's why I never did it because it's, it's on video. So it's, a trend, yeah. So there's nothing you can do. It's done. I just, it, because of that. Yeah. You know, it, I and mean, I was like, I'm out. And I don't necessarily live my life to avoid the naysayers, but I try and avoid it. You know, I try and, cause people like that, you know, he's not accountable. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows who he is, but would he ever come up to your face on Melrose and say, no, an inch of that. No way. No, and it's because of what I call the insecure society with which we live. Yeah. Meaning that sure. people don't feel good about themselves. So they see you and you're getting more attention potentially than they are. Yeah. So they have they to have pick to you, you apart yeah. to make themselves feel better. Yeah. I'm not saying it's always that way. Again, if you want to criticize me, if it's good and helpful, yeah, I will listen. Yeah, and there's a time and place for criticism. Yeah. Honestly, the time and place is when you ask for it. Yes. Like... You know, in an acting class, you're going there to be criticized to some degree. So you can't really take offense if you're asking for it. But if I'm not asking you, I'm not interested, you know? I want to ask you something about Hollywood now again. Yeah. It's going to go down in a little bit of a weird way. Do you feel, how do you feel for your opportunities right now? Good, bad, better, worse? Um,. You know, I I think probably the same as it same. always been. Okay. As, I think it's it's uh, things are canceling themselves out. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, the, there's been a resurgence with Sandlot. Yeah, the, I've the seen love it. Love for it, so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely helped. And you know, uh, so I I think the same. I, you know, I, like like you said, I've been lucky enough to be able to be somewhat picky on things that I do and. You know, I've I haven't missed a meal. You know, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying, though. Like, but I, it's, it's changed in a sense. Like, I remember one day I read. I want to say maybe it was the same day, maybe not. I read for like Biodome. Oh, did you? Yeah. Were you in Bio? No, you were in Son in Law. Yeah, that's right. You were in Son in Law too. That was my I, second movie. Yeah, I know, I man. From Sandlot to Son in Law. Dude, so funny. Yeah, and so I, funny and in Son in Law. Oh, thank you. And that was, that was an amazing experience to get to work with Pauly Shore. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You were his what? I was the Carla Gugino's. Carla Gugino. Gugino. Thank mm-hmm. you. I always have a hard time with that. Carla Gugino. See? Gugino. Gugino's mm-hmm. little brother. Yes. And he came and was dating Dude, her. Dude, you were so funny in that. That was a blast. So fucking funny. I went in and read for that. And Pauly Shore was in the audition room. And uh, I think Encino Man was already out. It was. so, And that, I loved Encino Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew who he was. And there was one scene where he comes up to me and gets in my face and says something. And and I think my 
like they knew my mom was in the waiting room. So as he did it in the audition, I just looked to the side and screamed, mom. And he lost his shit and loved it. And then I, it was like that moment where I, I walked out and they said, Hey, hang out for a second. Cause you know, it, it happened. So isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it was great. Isn't that fucking beautiful? Did, yeah. It just, I can't tell people enough how much that doesn't exist anymore. Like, it does. Polly showed up. Yeah. He's cool. He wants the chemistry to be right. He's like, okay, buddy. That's, you just nailed it. He wants the chemistry to be right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it's not the way that it is anymore. You Now the experience is show me what you got. Yeah. And it's not a conducive environment for good work no. because you're nervous and no matter how long you've been doing it, you don't feel that welcoming feeling. I remember the director, he he's he passed since, but uh Steve Rash, he he was he was very welcoming and he had Polly in the room and he had me and he wanted me to do well. And same thing with the director of Sandlot, David Mickey Evans. He wanted me to do well in that room and it is it's different. It's not as warm. And even when I read for J.J. Abrams, like, here's J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. want You know, and it, mm-hmm. they want you to do well. It still exists. It just, we got to get it back to that somehow. I don't feel like it's lost forever. It's just, it's a little cold out there right now. Dude, I know. Not to bring it back to me, but off of that, I read for What Women Want. Oh, yeah, with Mel Gibson. Yeah, and I was yeah. on a nice run, and I was always like the sidekick or the third sidekick. And it was Mark Feuerstein, who's a great actor, got the role. But I went in as a last minute. And Howard Fuhrer, you know who that was? OG. I think he's dead, God rest his soul. Just a New York giant. Of, he's just a casting director, but he was legendary in New York. Okay. And you know New York is like, you know, it's New York. And, and it was him. And I believe Nancy Myers was the director. I believe she did The Holiday. And I went in. And the greatest thing about what you're saying is I read and Howard turns to Nancy Wyatt right in front of me and goes, it's so odd, but I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. It's not what we were thinking at all, but it's interesting. And so like, and then they went, okay, try it like this. And I did it again. They go, God, it's weird, <laughs> but it's fascinating. And like, I did like four Fucking on Disney, and they go, okay, thank you, skedaddle, skedaddle, and like I left, and I'm like, I didn't get it. Mark got it; he was great in it, you know, and he was he more, Mark's more together, and I was more of a wild card. But the fact that they let me see that process of choosing me and their legends, and now it's like you know, a casting assistant can't even talk in front. I mean, yeah, it's hurtful, it's hurtful. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's it's different. I don't I don't know what's caused it because you you'd think maybe it's just the amount of stuff that characters, not know. personality. Yeah, we got personality. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are just like stiffs. This is the creative process. You're gonna run into a lot of kooks. Yeah, and that's what's okay. People don't respect the kook enough. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, agreed. Just like he said, I like it's weird, but I like. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't right. Yeah. I wasn't right for the movie. You know, maybe I've been too distracting, but, you know, at least they were honest. Yeah. Now you have a child. Yeah. Two and a half. And another on the way. You heard it here. That was my announcement. Wow. Yeah. Crazy to do. Have kids? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... You're responsible for a human. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. It's amazing. Um, I Luckily, my wife 
loves being a mother. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, so it makes it easier for me because she's a fantastic mother and really raises him, you know. Um, it, it's also funny to me because you don't realize until you see it how important mothers are. Yeah. I mean, it's you don't realize what your own mother did for you until you see your your wife, mother, your child. Mm. I mean, only until recently has he started to really enjoy my company, you know? Wow. Like, and he never disliked it. He just didn't care about anyone but her. Mm. And it's just they are really, I mean, they are oh, a source of life. Came out. Yeah, they came out. Yeah. And then they feed them if you choose to, you know, do that. And uh, so it, it, that's a pretty special thing to witness that I've that, that's that's been the thing I think that shocked me the most is that relationship. And I listen, I never thought about kids until recently. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll never be married. Then I thought, well, then I thought maybe a baby mama. I thought ne- I thought I, I went never married, never kids, maybe a baby mama, maybe a unit. Now I think the only way to do it is to do it like you're doing it. Like you have yeah. to have two parents. Yeah. And you have to raise it. That's why I believe now. Yeah. As I gotten older. See, I think that's what guys are better when they're older. Yeah. I also think, I mean, and this is just me and however you do this, I'm, I, I you know, but I think that either one of the parent or a split version of both parents really need to raise the kid. I don't, I, I don't think like, I haven't looked at it and gone, I want someone else to raise my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fine if both parents need to work. Then they're, you know, figuring out a way that, you know, they can both share that raising because there is something between the parent and the kid that no one else can replace, even if it's adopted or, you know, and and that's what I mean. Whatever version of it, I don't that's for you to decide. But and whoever does it, that's for you to decide. But I think it is important that the parents really have a connection with their kid. Yes, because, it you know, it makes a difference. Yeah, you want to. Yeah, you got to be with the kid. Yeah, and it's your kid, and then, kid. then they are, they are a product of your raising them. And I don't think anyone can do it more. I say that just because I see, and sometimes it's tough though. If you know, you both need to work th- all these jobs to put them through. I understand it's, it's tough. But I, you know, that's the thing that I've found special is we've been lucky enough to be able to spend time with them. You know. Yes, I know you got to go. I'm gonna let you go. You just did glow. You did, yeah. You did last season, yeah. Season two, season three's out now, and it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And you want to tell anybody else what are you working on? Trying. Well, you have to. I'm starting. I did a podcast. Yes. And it was a couple. It was about a year ago. Yes. And I kind of paused it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, because I'm. I I was doing it on my own with my buddy, and we had some help, but I. I made a movie and we produced it uh, a couple years back. And the director, what was it called? Bad Roomies. Okay, it was the only. It was the first movie I ever produced. It was low budget. We had fun. We, you know, Netflix bought it, and okay, it, it, you know, it, it's a fun movie. It, it, it is what it is. Pretty low budget, but right. for for if you keep that in mind, it, it's it's good. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the director and one of the producers, they they do a they do a company now. Um, and they're producing like YouTube shows and podcasts. So we're, we're, 
we're working together now and we're going to relaunch my podcast as a YouTube show. Okay. And uh, we've been just kind of testing it out at the end of the year and in January we're starting. Okay. So I want to have you on. I want to do it. As one of my I want to work with you. Great. Let's do it. Dude, you, you've got to, I mean, you're so introspective today. I think probably people like maybe like you, probably like me, I know a lot of people don't realize, you know, that I have a brain. Because of my characters yeah. I played, I don't know how they are with you, but you're such a deep, smart dude. Oh, thanks. And I think that, you know, I think that hopefully people, I don't know how people hopefully see you. Hopefully they don't think I'm a dick. No, you're not. <laughs> you're so smart, so deep. But I mean, to me, you're so funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you're so introspective. I don't know if people really see that side. I'm glad that you got to do that. But yeah, me too. I want to fucking work with you because I think Let's you're hilarious. And like you fucking have a, you know, you can have a fucking razor sharp tongue. You, yeah. you kind of held back today. But you, <laughs> but yeah, you're fine. Well, we were talking about some. <laughs> yeah, you went deep with me. We, uh, well, we, no, it just happens. Yeah. But you can fucking, you're like, I don't know what lived means. You know what lived means. <laughs> you're smart. Come on, dude. I did. I Carlos did and Charlie's, you were holding it down as a 16-year-old. No, I never did that. Never. No. God. Dublin's, baby. That was Dublin's, that's Dublin's, it. That's what I meant, Dublin. Dublin. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> it right. was. It was Carlos and Charlie's. Yes. No, I, I did rule Dublin's on my Dude, mind. you fu- I know you fucking did. And do you remember Yagi's the- across the street? Oh <laughs> Dude, do you remember this? Do you remember Joe's on Mondays in yes. the early 2000s? Yes, I do. That was on Ivar or something? Dude, yeah. that was a spot. Yeah, well, they all were. Fuck. Greek restaurant. Dude, that was a good spot, right? Oh, that it is a Greek restaurant. You're yeah. right. Yeah, that would, and we'd go are, late. There's a lot of good spots. Ah, the good old days. Is it still there? Is, there, is that the, the, I that still exists? I think uh, Spider Room and AD killed it. I know. Well, unless we just don't go, it possibly is still out there. I just can't go to a club. Can't smoke inside anymore. Do you smoke? I quit, but I still like the ability to have, you know, something inside. That's what we, you know. Back in the 2000s, everyone would smoke. Although I went into someone's house the other day because I'm looking at we're moving. You do smoke. I think you. I, I did. I, I see you smoke. I dabble. I saw so you smoke once in a while. Okay, I'll just have, you know. I don't want to yeah. put you on blast. No, no, no. But you I smoked. But I don't smoke generally. Okay. Like the, that's the last time I had a cigarette. Yeah. And you saw me a couple weeks. I'm ago. sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. But I went into someone's house who smoked inside, yeah. and I couldn't believe it. Their house? Yeah. It was the most. What a dirt it ball. was the most awful thing I've ever smelled. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. In his house? Yeah, but I, um, my point is we all, we all used to smoke inside restaurants, inside airplanes. I don't know how we did this back in the day. Because if you go into somewhere that they smoke inside, it is awful. Unbreathable. Dude, don't smoke. You you already really look young, so Thank you're you. lucky. Thank you. But it'll age. But you don't really age, so. Well, no, I don't. I don't know what happened. But again, it's the beard. I don't smoke, though. Don't You don't have to I smoke. saw you smoking I, at the Hilton. It, it's a... Was it a Hilton? Double tree. Yeah, come on. No, I did because we went outside. You know, let's go outside don't and tell then... them we stayed at a Hilton, and make it look all better than it was. We stayed at a, we stayed at a double double tree. Let's be honest. I did double tree's good, dude. It wasn't bad. Get yeah. a cookie at Sorry. night. Sorry, double tree. I'm fine with the double tree. Yeah, okay. So you don't smoke. That was just a yeah, late night. Exactly. Eddie Furlong had a cigarette. Smoke. Eddie Furlong. When yeah. Eddie Furlong hands you a cig, you take it. You take it. it. And when Tony Danza says martini, you say okay. Yeah. You did. You had a lot of peer pressure. Yeah. You know. I liked it, though. Thank God no one gave me heroin. Yeah. <laughs> if Nev said, you know, <laughs> Nev, I do what Nev says. Nev doesn't drink soda. Yeah, no, she seems like a real healthy. She's really healthy. Well, yeah. she's natural, too, but she's like, she's like. She seems it. She's like, I don't drink any soda. She was really great, too. The best. Yeah. Still, I had a lot of fun with her. You know, top five 
sweetest Very souls on the planet. Now she's Canadian. Yeah, that's sweetest. why. She's beautiful. Are you? No, you're American. American. Yeah, I've come to realize all nice people are from Canada. Yeah, dude. But listen, I'm gonna let you go. Okay. And we're gonna have our own conversations later off camera. This is fucked up because Pat wanted to meet me for coffee, and I did, and I said let's do the podcast. So I fucking totally. I'm into it. But, dude, you're awesome. So whatever you want me to do, do you want to tell them your social media, all that bullshit? Uh, yeah, just my name. Just find Pat Rennie anywhere. At Patrick Renner. Patrick Renner. Yeah. And um, I want to work with you. Let's do it. January. Okay. I love. What's the date? You tell me. I'm busy that whole month. No, I'm kidding. Um, this is weird. Let's, and, and I want to come to your show. Let's come to a show. These guys all run the comedy store, so anytime you want in. Oh, do they? Yeah, these guys are ballers. Oh, really? Okay, and if you fucking charge them at the door. With Polly. Problems. Um, yeah, he did son-in-law. Yeah. So. Oh, Polly still owns it, right? Yeah. So. Him and his brothers. His okay. brothers. So, I love you. I Let's love work you, together. Let's do do you want to promote your show now or just wait? No, because okay. we're, we're. Look for Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll, yeah. All right. You the man. But let's be honest. What? I live. You live. <laughs> <laughs> I live, man. Peace.